let's talk about healing, hope, and the possibility of afterlife. As we all will go through some kind of loss at one point in our life, and we will need help to get through it, even if you don't think you do. We're here to help you find your light at the end of the tunnel. Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty. Death is just a change in lifestyles. Stephen Levine. How do you like that quote, Trisha? I I love it because it's so true because it's just, you're going into another stage of life, right? I believe. Yeah, because we don't think death is the end and some people do. But if they think of it as a change in lifestyles, and if they have some kind of proof, which we're hoping to bring to people by talking about it, they can feel better and more hopeful, right? Yes, yes, most definitely. So this week, let's talk about the tactile ADCs. This is when you feel the touch of a spirit. And it's the least common type of after-death communication, but it's one of the ones in the book. And the proof is in the thousands of personal stories from people like you all around the world. In fact, we're currently reading a book, Hello from Heaven, by Bill and Judy Guggenheim, which is a collection of hundreds of these personal stories from people who believe they have had contacted by their spirit. And the ADC stories can even kind of blend together. I mean, you and I have even gotten them mixed up because <laughs> yes. they, they, a lot of the sensations and what people experience can also be a combination of these things. But I love how the book tries to break up the different types as well as point out if they are blended together. So like sentient, yeah. for example, we talked about that one as our first chapter. Yeah. (laughs) And I am pretty sure when we spoke about it, we did kind of cross the line into feeling as opposed to just sensing because it all just kind of blends together. Right. It does. And I was like, wait, we talked about this, but we really didn't. So right. Right. (laughs) Because now we're actually talking about feeling a physical touch, not just sensing something. So that's the difference. And it's so easy to just start to blend them all together. But when you actually feel the touch of a person, that's what we're talking about today. And I'm curious, you know, for reading this chapter, do you have a favorite story or one that stood out to you? I have a couple that I really thought were very touching. One was from Joyce, her daughter, a four-year-old daughter died from open heart surgery. Mm. and she was having a terrible time. She was having trouble going to sleep, but so she would always try to go to bed early, but nothing would work, and one night, she felt this touch on her cheek, and um, she goes, that must be my daughter, and she, and she goes, oh my gosh, that's Megan, <gasps> and it was just like, her little tiny fingers. So she felt the little tiny fingers because when you're four, you don't have the big hands like we do now. So to feel those little tiny fingers touch your cheek when you're going through something that just gave her that sense of peace of like, okay, she's telling me I'm with you and I'm okay. Right. So, 
And there was, there was a girl I spoke to on our wisdom app that had called in to be on my pocket radio show and said that her mother had passed away when she was one year old, but that she's always been in her life. And that just recently she was upset about something and felt her mother rub her thumb on her cheek. So in a similar way, like you're saying that touch to the face, you know, that, that tender, I have something similar, but different. I always thought was interesting because when I was rocking my daughter, when she was six months old, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm talking tiny infant and I was in a rocking chair and I remember sitting in the room and it's pitch black, just rocking her. And I was upset about something. I, to this day, don't remember what it was, but she reached her hand up to my face and did that like pat on my face thing. And she was an infant. Infants don't do that normally. You know, so that always made me wonder too, like, you know, what they're in touch with and and just the other forces that are around us of, of love that we're surrounded by. It's just me. Because it could have been your dad's telling her touch mommy's face kind of thing and not knowing because she probably, she doesn't remember that at all, but I mean, it was probably somebody telling her or picked up her hand and touched it to your face kind of thing. Yeah, I always wondered. I thought, well, that was kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And you and I have talked about this before, too, as far as we're talking about stories in the book. Those stories that I find the most touching, and it is hard to lose anyone, no matter what your relationship, but losing a child is terrifying to me. And there was a story I liked a lot where a woman, Gail, had lost both of her sons in the same car accident. They were in their 20s, just two years apart. 24 and 26. And she would always sit out on the front porch and and look at the moon and, and the stars and the sky. And she had trouble sleeping. And of course she was very upset, but one day in particular, she felt them on either side of her and she felt their arms around her. And she even could tell, she said who was on her left and who was on her right, because one was a lot taller than the other one. And she just knew by their height. So it was this physical feeling, but then she also heard them say to her, it's okay, mom, don't worry. We are fine. Which always seems to be the biggest message. Yeah. You know, and that's, what's kind of neat. And to me, this is a little evidential that there's something to it because most people's experiences, and even out of all these stories, the biggest message is always the simplest one. They're okay. They're fine. They want us to be happy, you know? Right. And then saying, I love you. Some of times they'll have to have that. I love you in there. Right. Because some of them that died, it's like, they're, it was unexpected. So mm-hmm. the loved one that's still here feels like, okay, it's not it's not finished. I can't grieve until I hear those three little words. Right. And I understand that with just recently with my dad, because I just had his third year anniversary the other day. That's right. And I was like, it would be nice to hear that because his was a sudden death. So it would be nice to hear to him say, I love you or something to that effect, our our way of, you know, saying, I love you. So I understand those little those little last little words or that touch or you know that they you guys have in common like some had like the pinch on the face or you know but I just love those last little tiny things it doesn't take a lot to help you get through something sometimes right and it helps bring closure and 
all of these stories have helped to bring the sting or the eternal pain out of the grieving that the people are going through. So that's why they're so beautiful. And anyone listening has either had these experiences or they're hoping for these experiences. And you don't even have to believe in it for it to happen to you. That's another yeah. cool theme that always pops up. You could be the biggest skeptic. It doesn't yes. matter if someone wants to talk to you or show themselves to you, they will. <laughs> right. And they'll be the ones saying, also, can you tell somebody else something? Somebody else this because I know you are the one that's going to be able to do this and communicate it to somebody else for me because they won't believe it. Right. If it right. happened to them. And that's always interesting to me too. It, it's like, when they get to the other side and we have no idea how that works, like, what do they see? How do they know they're going to be able to go to Trisha and say, listen, I need you to go tell my wife, whatever. Right. That's kind of funny. It's like, it, you know, are you showing something? You're in this, the certain state of mind where you seem receptive and they can see it. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know until it actually happens to us. So, I mean, I haven't really had any of these, these personal experiences for me yet. No, but you've but had, you have felt your dog. I, I have felt my dog, but so that's a feeling. And I actually kind of felt the touch. So I could say I had my dog kind of touch because he was, she was rolling, turning in circles on your and bed on and my nothing bed. and nothing was there. <laughs> nothing was there. My other dog was up by my head. So yep. And I felt the plop, you know, how they turn and then they plop down. You know? And I, I just heard your other dog right now. Yeah. They just <laughs> had to shake it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's right. But they just plop and I felt that. Yeah. That's cool. I did feel like my, my dog, but I, as far as like a human spirit, like I haven't right. had that experience yet. Right. The only one I had was when I was at a summer camp and we were all, there was like 12 of us praying and kneeling down and we all felt a hand on our back and we all thought it was the person who was leading the prayer. And afterwards, when one person said thank you to them for putting their hand on them, we were like, oh, me too. And then we realized, well, we all felt it. He was like, that wasn't me, you know? And, right. And it wasn't like we felt it for a second and went away, like he was just tapping us. We all felt it the entire time. And so that is a time that I did have a physical feeling of something and it's comforting. It's nice. Yeah. And something like that, you don't know who it is either because right. you didn't, you've sent somebody there probably, but you didn't know who that was at that right. time. You probably thought it was just the person saying the prayers, like you said, right. right. But that could have been Jesus. I could have been one of your right. loved ones that like yeah. passed away that you knew, like, yeah, no idea. They know when you need it. And what's so beautiful is how it always does bring comfort. It's not scary. It doesn't startle people. We even just a week or so ago, we played a clip from someone who called in on our wisdom app and shared his story of feeling a hand and it coming with this wonderful sense of peace that we can't even imagine. So that's, yeah. that's what's really cool about it is how it brings peace. It's not a scary thing at all. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's another story in here too. Her name was Evelyn. She was at her husband's gravesite and she just felt like overwhelmed with having to be a single mom now and take care of the kids. She was just standing there crying her eyes out because 
she didn't know what to do. She felt alone. She didn't know what to So all of a sudden she felt her husband standing right next to her. Mm. And he, she goes, okay, that's my husband. And then he put his arm around her that's and that just there just gave her a sense. Okay. He's going to always be there for mm-hmm. her. Yeah. She's never alone. And the kids, they'll be good. They'll be just fine with you. And cause I'm still here watching over them. Right. So that knowing, giving that sense of peace, especially when it's a husband, I mean, the husband was young, he was only 35. So they were a young couple. Right. So to have it that young in your life where your husband passes away and you have kids, which were probably young, like young kids to raise. So right. Without the dad, they're all alone. Right. So just that sense of, okay, it lifted probably so much off of her that she was like, I'm able to, to not move on completely, but I'm able to move past this feeling and right do this for my kids right and for him so it was just that was just a beautiful story in there there was another wife losing her husband story that stuck out to me that you're reminding me of she was older she was 60 but a week after her husband died similar to you feeling your dog she thought Mm -hmm. her dog hopped up on her bed so she went to go push it off and nothing was there and she realized, she said, you know, it was her husband, Henry, she, she says, and, and then she said he, it felt like he laid down next to her and he put his arms around her and he rested his head on her shoulder and she felt this. And then she said she also I, it was described like thought transference or telepathy, but she was also then able to feel a sense of peace and good messaging from him that she was also able to feel like she said back to him. And again, it was this feeling of comfort and knowing that you're going to see them again. They're just in another form of existence. They've, they've moved unexpectedly, but you're going to see them again. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful thing. And then we did have from one of our earlier podcasts, your cousin who felt a hug from somebody. She didn't know if it was from her brother or somebody else that had passed. And I think you have part of that clip ready to share with everybody. That's right. Let's let her tell us in her words, this was her experience with a tactile ADC after she lost her brother. I think it was the night that Philip died. I was sitting on the edge of the bed, numb, numb as you, as you only are after you get that kind of news and people, I remember people being in the apartment buzzing around trying to help us make travel plans and get us up to Indianapolis as fast as possible. And I would just remember sitting on the edge of my bed and feeling arms around me. I don't, I don't know whose arms they were. I don't think they were mine. I don't think, I mean, I might have, but you know, I just remember feeling arms around me um, and a little bit and in some degree of peace, knowing that was a hug from somebody. Was it a hug from God? Was it a hug from my brother? Was it a hug from uh, somebody else that has passed on? that was there with me feeling my grief, you know, whatever your belief lets you believe. That's what that hug was. Wow. Yeah. Hearing the emotion in her voice too, as she tells the story is really touching. 
Yeah, because that just shows you how much it brings peace to somebody that there's something on the other side there who wants to be with you and comfort you Mm -hmm. in that time of sorrow and letting them know that it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to miss me, but I'll always be with you. And that's just so beautiful, the experience she had. And I'm sure many others of you have had it as well, but just don't want to express it either because they're scared to, but it's beautiful. Share it. I mean, that will give you not just yourself peace, but it might help other people find their peace with their loved ones as well. Absolutely. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So email us at trisha.nisty.tm at gmail.com. Our podcast, Surviving Death and Dying, is available worldwide on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, Amazon Audible, Listen Note, Facebook, YouTube, and more. You can also go to our website, survivingdeathanddying.com, where we have links to the books we talk about. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. We did it again. We survived death and dying. Another episode. Because we believe life and love never dies.